Hello, Jimmy. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's good to be back. Good to be podcasting again. I'm glad everything's... It's been a while again. I know. It's a shame. You know, we, we said we were going to be back on it, and then we two were. weeks later. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. We're back. We're going to get back on track, start doing these more often. So you move back to Lincoln this week? Yep. Yep. This week, and I'll be all moved in and, you know, be ready to podcast some more. That'll be awesome. I'm glad that you guys are all moving back to Lincoln. It'll be really fun to have everybody all in the same place this year, especially for the school year and all the fun that'll bring. So I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So what have you been up to these past two weeks? You randomly decided to take a trip down to Florida when I asked, texted you to find out if you want to do a podcast that week and see that, nope, you're actually 2,000 miles south in sunny, humid Florida right now. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, I went to Florida for about a week with uh, with the family and went deep sea fishing and got tan. Did you, was that the same trip that you guys went on or did you deep sea fish down in Mexico? No, no, we did. So we did deep sea fishing a year ago as well. I mean, it's only for a day, so it wasn't the majority of the trip, but yeah, uh, we just did it for a day and it was, it was a blast. I recommend going deep sea fishing, but do the private, like just one captain and then your, your group of people don't do the, uh, um, don't do the big boat with everyone on it. I've never been on it, a uh, big boat like that, but it doesn't look fun. When I pass people and everyone's like right next to each other trying to catch some fish, it doesn't look fun. So. Yeah, you gotta take your turn to do one turn of the fishing rod, and then you gotta pass it on to the next person. That'd be no fun. Yeah, yeah. Did you got? Did you and Joe end up catching anything? You know, I actually didn't catch anything at all. <laughs> They caught a lot. I mean, we caught a lot of stuff. I didn't catch anything. I got one big fish on the line, um, and then it snapped the line. Uh, but we were fishing for it's called mahi mahi. People know it, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of the a lot of the captains call it just dolphin fish, um, and it's super easy. And you just throw your line out there, and you watch the fish come up and eat it. I threw my line out there five times, and they like would come up, and then they just went away. They knew I was. They knew I was going for them. They know. They knew they didn't like something about the way yours smelled. They're like, I don't like that one. We're gonna avoid that one. Yep. But I'm glad you had fun, Jim. It's always good to get away and see other parts of the country. Well, thank you guys for all listening to the last episode and keeping up with the podcast and everything. Um, we really appreciate that. And if you guys could leave a review on this episode, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast it's also on spotify and a couple of the other ones um and an idea that i was talking about bouncing around with jimmy was the we were talking about maybe recording one of these episodes and uploading it to youtube so you guys could not only listen to our voice but we could record it and share the screen and that type of thing so that we you guys could see the videos and the articles that we're looking at um kind of just be more personal experience with you guys so if that'd be something you're interested in just let us know Uh, whether by texting us or commenting on the episode that you guys are watching just let us know if you'd be interested in having a youtube episode yeah i love i love watching youtube so it'd be fun to just you know if we actually get a a real setup the van right now is actually being used for the movie in nebraska city and so (laughs) um we won't be having that until september 
Uh, but yeah, if we could get some videos in the van, that'd be that'd be good. The van setup would be great, but I'm sure we could figure out something to spice up a little recording yeah, recording so. area that we could have to be our little studio for now until the van gets back in business yep. and we can do the van cast again. That'll be really fun. But on this episode, I thought me and Jim would talk about a couple different things that we saw in the news and just overall some things that I thought were interesting that are going on and you know just kind of chat and hang out so without further ado I think we can get into it I think we can talk about one of the funnier ones that I saw today and it's kind of developing as we're recording this podcast and that's Nancy Pelosi and her trip to Taiwan uh there were statements by the Chinese National Party which is like actually China um that said that if a visit to Taiwan occurred by Nancy Pelosi that they would see it as a threat to their sovereignty in Asia and steps would be taken to retaliate. So yeah, that Nancy, was... Nancy Pelosi has landed as of a couple hours ago, so... Sounds like a uh, draft is about to ensue, eh? Yeah, me and Jimmy are about to head to the, the chair force here and <laughs> be flying in some planes, diving out. That'd be crazy. But hopefully not. Um, but yeah, that's that's insane. With tensions between the U.S. and China already not on not on the greatest terms, with uh, everything going on with them backing Russia and us backing Taiwan or not Taiwan, uh, Ukraine, and this little excursion going on in Eastern Europe. So there's some interesting stuff going on around the world. Um, but God, Nancy Pelosi just in there stirring the pot. That's what she likes to do. I know. Literally, just get in the middle of things. And wh- why do we send, like, the frailest, least intimidating, like, least powerful symbol of America's status in the world? No, we send this old, decrepit lady who shouldn't even be in office and just ruining things. Like, I think this is straight up going to ruin something. Something's going to go bad out of this, whether it's while she's there She's going to have a heart attack from the intimidation of these Chinese Communist Party workers. Or it's going to be on the when she leaves and China's just going to come in and take Taiwan and be like, what are you guys going to do about it? Because really at this point, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, and that, that island is so small, you could just surround that thing with ships. and yeah. Well, we saw what happened with Hong Kong. Hong Kong was a democratic society that had been up and running for over 30 years. And then as soon as that contract came up, the Communist Party swallowed it. Yeah. And we haven't heard a word from Hong Kong since. So if people don't understand the immense power that China has over not only just like the surrounding countries, but on the United States, on our industry, on our media, like China's got footholds in a lot of stuff that people need to pay attention to. Yeah, and they're they're I don't wanna like applaud them, but they're good at what they do. Oh, they are immensely good at what they do. It's because they have a advantage, which is unfortunate, but they do by combining their economy and their government. So literally their government is in charge of their business. So any decision that the government makes, they know directly what impact it's going to have on their businesses, and they're going to make decisions that positively impact their business, but also align with government policy. So they can tell their workers, hey, we need to save some money in this department, so we're going to cut your wages, and there's nothing they can do. Yeah. 
They're in complete control. Yeah, and they got the the face recognition, which, I mean, that's... There's nothing... I mean, if they got your face, then they know where you live, they know who you are. So they control the entire population, but the funny thing is, is that they treat, like, their children better than they treat the American children because their TikToks are completely different. Their algorithms are two different set of programs. The Chinese program shuts down at 10 p.m. and only shows scientific and educational videos to people under the age of 13. Like, it's all education-based. So it's like an education app in China that kids can go on and find, like, science videos and that type of thing. Dang, dude. I That wouldn't be fun. I just want to watch memes on, on TikTok. I know, but it's because you have, you're used to finding memes on TikTok. But if all you saw were things that made you smarter, you like, think about it. They were all videos about how to make flaming nunchucks. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would that would be extremely awesome, and that's what they can do over there. But here we have kids watching uh, the Lemonade Duck song remixed to Goosebumps by Travis Scott <laughs> while while doing TikTok dances. If so, you can think of it, it's a video here. Yeah, it's definitely on TikTok in America. So that's interesting. But yeah, this whole Nancy Pelosi situation could blow up in our face yeah and i think the odds of that happening are extremely high so it sounds like with the latest from what i'm reading here off the wall street journal it sounds like we're doing fine um xi jinping uh made a phone call with biden last week and warned of countermeasures if nancy pelosi were to visit taiwan and so we'll see what those countermeasures are i guess hopefully nothing militarily and hopefully it's economically, but even that could mess us up. But maybe it'd bring bring some of those companies home. Yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be good. I want to see some more made in the USA. For sure. All right, well, we can get to another topic here, kind of revolving around the government and kind of things that are going on in the government right now. Um, there's another public health emergency as the world has. World Health Organization has declared it as of like July 24th um, and that is monkeypox. There are over 16,000 cases in 75 countries um, but it's it's a weird weird thing that's going on <laughs> with monkeypox dude. Like the, I feel like there is bigger fish to fry than the, mon- the monkeypox issue. Yeah, I and, wouldn't 175,000 cases, you said? No, 16,000 cases. Oh, worldwide? Yes. Where did I get 175,000? Wow. There's 800 cases in California, and then... That's it? Yeah. And See, what? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Gavin Newsom called a state of emergency over 800 confirmed cases in California. Uh, and then two other cities and or states have declared a state of emergency, and that is Chicago... And New York City. Dang, dude. I wow, I thought it was a little worse. No, than it's that, just but... blue. It's the blue hubs worrying about a global health issue that isn't really a global health issue. It affects sixteen thousand people. Wow. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's a lot worse than sixteen thousand. Huh. Um. Where was I going with that? Uh, I wonder how many. Yeah, because it's the uh, the gay the gay virus. That's what the nickname is, I think. Yeah, people. I mean, it's similar to like AIDS because it's spread through contact. 
between homosexual men mainly. Um, but then there was a report that I saw today that a two-year-old got it and then a woman got it because it can also be passed through skin contact. So cooties are now a real thing, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just a weird thing that they're kind of freak trying to freak people out about something that doesn't need to be freaked out about and that doesn't affect nearly the amount of people that any other serious illness is. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's funny. I mean, I wonder how many how many like outbreaks or 16,000 people that we've never heard of. I bet it's a lot. Yeah, if you're going to if you're going to freak out about 16,000 breakouts of something that doesn't kill the people cuz I don't think monkeypox is deadly. I think it's like 2 to 4 weeks of just like pain and kind of suckiness with like lesions and headaches and a fever but I don't think you die like I don't think it's lethal so it's interesting to me that they're bringing light to this but I just wanted to talk about that thought it was interesting Uh, speaking about something that affects some people and we want to highlight small groups um, the Brittany Griner thing is pretty interesting to me do you know about this I don't I do not do you know do you know who Brittany Griner is uh you know, for just just tell the audience. Okay, so Brady sure. Griner is a WNBA basketball player who, if you might have heard the name before and it may sound familiar, she once said, was famous for saying that she could beat DeMarcus Cousins in a one-on-one match easily. And they proceeded to interview multiple other players and her college coach and considered one of the greatest female basketball coaches of all time Gene uh, I don't even remember his last name but the coach for UConn in women's basketball he was famous for saying that he would drain all of his bank accounts and bet every cent that he ever made in his entire life on DeMarcus Cousins and Brittany it's just it's regardless she's not my favorite person in the world and she's not the favorite person of a lot of people in the, in the NBA basketball community's minds. But she got caught in Russia where she plays every offseason uh, in their Russian leagues. Because if people didn't know, the Russian oligarchs, which are like the billion trillionaires that live in Russia, they are very fond of bringing together very talented women's basketball teams and like essentially making them battle like they just play <laughs> basketball they force their teams to just like there's no season the oligarchs just go around and like hey we want to play them uh i need you 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 and you're gonna come with me so essentially when she was heading over there to i think she was going on a visit maybe to like ukraine or maybe she was going to russia for something but basketball related and she brought a weed pen with her and it got caught by customs and they found it and she's been in jail now for like four months and all of these people are freaking out about it because Russia caught her and she's been locked up and like people are like the WNBA is protesting like all these basketball players are coming out of the woodwork being like we support you Brittany we support you BG like we got your back blah 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 and the funny thing about this whole thing is that, number one, she broke legitimate rules that were in place and that she knew, if caught, would get her in this type of trouble. Like, this is an outlandish type of thing for Russia to do. This is actually pretty 
like standard government procedure to catch a foreign someone who's on a foreign visa essentially with drugs and throw them in prison like if this was the opposite way around and they're like oh someone from russia got caught with a weed pen in texas they're like oh yep throw them in jail like that's instantly where they go but that's not the funny thing to me the funny thing is all of these super famous influential like activist people want to talk about Brittany griner but we don't want to talk about the thousands of people that are locked up for marijuana in California, New York, uh, Missouri, all these places where weed is now legal. And that can literally, some of these people can see dispensaries from their prison windows and are in prison for selling weed. Dude, that, that has to be illegal. I, that, I mean, maybe it's not, but that's The statute insane. of limitations on those things needs to literally go away. Like, People who sell hard drugs like heroin, crack, meth, like those type of people need to be locked up forever because you're you're selling poison to people. Like at the end of the day you're killing people. If you're those people who are selling weed to people, like, are doing the exact same thing that those dispensaries are doing. Like most of those transactions are cash only, so there's very little tax given to the government. It's mostly pocketed by that dispensary to cover costs. And that's pretty much how business is handled. Like, a lot of the dispensaries down in Arizona were cash only. So, like, when people went in, they had to use the ATM as you walked in the door and then use cash. Because a lot of that is straight into the dispensary's pocket. Because in some of those things, because of the fact that it's technically a Schedule One substance still, within the eyes of the federal government, they can't use the federal banking system to connect, like, to make money. So they have to take a lot of it in cash. And then once they get to a certain amount, then they can deposit it. Or it's like a way fewer minimized number of deposits than a normal business would be able to make. So it limits the amount of cash that they have to hold on hand. So a lot of these places down there have like huge vaults in the back just filled with cash. Because that's how they have to do business. That's pretty, that's pretty, I never knew about that. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But, yeah, I just thought this whole Brittany Griner thing with all of these activist NBA players and people coming out being like, we support you, Brittany. Did you hear what they're trying to trade for her? It's the guy It's who, an arms dealer. Yeah. We're, try, we're literally considering selling a federal war criminal arms dealer back to his own country for a female basketball player that provides zero value. Like, this is a negative trade for the rest of the world. It has a direct negative impact on the world as we know it. But you know what? Our WNBA basketball players worth the death of multiple foreign citizens. Don't worry about it. We're all right. I just uh, – it amazes me. Like, I just – I don't understand the logic here. And I don't understand the trade value in this situation. If this was a sports team, they'd be getting dog. That's like trading Steph Curry for – Isaiah Roby, that used to play for the Huskers, like it's not a, not an even trade. We don't we don't want him. We don't need him. I think that the uh, the Russian that they that we might trade is there's a movie made after him. Is I it? I think it's called Lord of War. Nicolas Cage stars in it. Are you serious? Yeah, I I'm not totally sure. I I just saw some stuff on Twitter about it, but uh, yeah, there's like I think a movie made after him because he's just he sold so much guns. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't want to get into it, but I just don't like the inconsistency of 
just because she's a basketball player, let's let's make a trade and let's keep the rest of the people in prison, you know? It's if we make this trade, we got to release anyone that's ever been imprisoned and still is out. Well, yeah, because that raises the question then do any American citizen that gets locked up for any reason in any country, do we trade international criminals to get them back? Like, is that a status that we're willing to stand by now as a government? I don't think we should. Like, if you go around the world breaking federal laws, like, I'm sorry, but you got to take the punishment. Like, if you and so the one thing there was a there was a idea implemented at first that said that she might not have actually brought that over, that it might have been planted. Mm. But, like, she has a history and a known affiliation with marijuana, so, like, it's not without the realm of possibility. And she's a known smoker, so, like, it the dots connect. Like, it's not being like, oh, you, we found an AK-47 in your duffel bag. Like, no, <laughs> they're not, like, planting, like, meth on her. Like, this is a thing that correlates directly. Like, it's not outlandish claim like Russia's known for making sometimes, so... I just think it's interesting that we're willing to overlook her crime, essentially her crime, like that she committed in this country. Uh, for I guess the like I said earlier, the death of international citizens. Like yeah. at the end of the day, if we're giving away an arms dealer, like that's what that's what's coming about after that. So interesting to think about. Interesting to talk about. Um, so right now, going on. It's not a lot. I've been in pretty rough situation for sports right now. It's an NBA dead zone, NFL dead zone. Uh, football, basketball are both dead right now. So unless you're really into baseball, which I guess, I mean, the trade deadline was today. Some of the, there were some trades that the Padres in San Diego got a lot better. They got one Soto today. So that's pretty big. He's pretty, uh, he's an all-star. Um, but I mean, unless you really, really care about baseball, which is a minority of people in this country, like, there's not much going on. So I thought what me and Jim could do today, which would be pretty fun, um, we're going to go through some of the professional sports leagues in the country right now. And me and Jim are going to guess what the worst team in each league is going to be by the end of the season. This is completely guess because some of these, me and Jim have no clue who – who or which teams are good, which teams are rebuilding, uh, which teams are at the top. I don't even know who won the NHL's championship this year. I'm going to be honest with you. No clue. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember pictures, but I don't know. Um, I know Penguins are pretty good sometimes. Uh, I think it's like the Bruins or something. Yeah. The Maple Leaves, that's in Canada. Got to have something with maple in it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, big, big Canadian guys, so... I don't know. We'll check. It's a lot of... I know Minnesota Wild, because I lived in Minnesota for the time, so they have a bear. It's a pretty cool logo, but I don't know if they're any good. Literally no clue. I didn't watch one game. I don't understand the game of hockey. Uh, too fast-paced for me. But So first, first league we're going to look at is the NBA here. So I know a lot about the NBA. Um, Jim knows... About as much as I've talked to him about the NBA. Yep. So he's got a basic understanding of some of the things. Uh, but I'll let Jim go first. Yeah, here. You got a list? Yeah, I do. Have All right, I'm going to move my microphone. So we'll have all the lists here so that Jim can, me and Jim can look over it so we don't have to just blind guess. 
Alright. So looking through the teams here, obviously teams that I wouldn't pick to be at the very bottom of the league are going to be Boston, uh, Golden State, the Clippers are going to be really good this year. Uh, the Suns are going to be really good this year. Cavs are going to be running it back with their team of experience now. Um, Heat are always good. Nuggets bring back their two. I think I got my pick here. Re- former players. But, Jim, let's hear what you got. What, do you, what the, team? The Washington Wizards, dude. I don't like that name. I don't think they're going to do well. Picking the Wizards. Wizards are not not a good team, but they just signed uh, the one a top 20 player in the league. I mean, Bradley Beal is a very good player, but they signed him to like a five-year, like ridiculous deal. He's making an insane amount of money this year. So that's not a bad pick because they do, they do suck. Uh, but the team I'm actually going to pick to be the worst team in the league this year is going to be the San Antonio Spurs. They traded away DeJounte Murray for pretty much picks, and their team is really bad right now. Like, not one guy that you would even... I don't think you'd probably know the name of anyone besides one guy. Outside of one guy, like, they're going to be really bad. Uh, The only guy that you might... Oh, you might know two guys. So, Doug McDermott's on this team. Yeah, I've heard of him. And then Isaiah Roby. I have heard of him once. Isaiah Roby played at Nebraska. And then Doug McDermott played at Creighton. So that should tell you the type of talent that we got on this roster. We got two Nebraska Nebraska players on this team. Uh, but besides that, like, Zach Collins is decent. Keldon Johnson is decent. They drafted a few good rookies here and there uh, in this 2022 NBA draft. But overall, they're looking rough. Like, it's going to be a rough go for the Spurs this year. They're, they're going for Victor Wimbanyama. Which, have we talked about Victor Wimbanyama on here yet? I don't think so. So, he's a 7-5 center from France right now. Oh, he yeah, is, we have. We yeah, have talked about this This kid's guy. crazy. He's ginormous. So, they're making a dive for Wimby and to uh, see if that they see if they can get the number one overall pick and pick him up. He's supposed to be, like, the next all-generation type talent. So, we'll see. We'll see what he comes out to. But, yeah, so I guess... In the NBA, I'm going to guess San Antonio Spurs. So next, we'll hop over to the NFL. Check out which NFL team me and Jim are, think are going to be the worst. And this is this is a rough spot for me and Jimmy because uh, Jimmy's a Chicago Bears fan, for those of you who didn't know, and I'm a Detroit Lions fan. So we don't have too much uh, pride in our NFL teams. They no, kind of suck. Not at all. And it's like kind of like... Two little kids beating each other with soccer boppers every time we watch those teams play. Like, there's not too much action. It's just kind of one of them kind of hits each other pretty well once in a while, and then it's kind of uncontrolled just violence. So, you know, I think I'm just going to have to. I think the Chicago Bears are going to be first. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. We traded Khalil Mack away yeah, for like it's, a sack of potatoes, pretty it's, much. It's not good. We traded him away for a second round pick, which I think is wild. I mean,. You got something out of him rather than nothing, which I think was the idea. But, like, you didn't even attempt to re-sign him. You're like, nope, screw it, we're going to be bad. Um, And generally, I would say that Detroit Lions would be a pretty safe pick for the worst team. But I think we're going to be a lot better this year than we were last year. Uh, We were, like, terrible last year. Terrible is an understatement for how bad we were. Um, We had a lot of injuries. Our starting center was injured. 
Um, our running back got injured multiple times. Our number four overall or number three overall offensive lineman got hurt again. Um, but we picked up Aiden Hutchinson in the draft, so bolsters our defense a little bit. Signed a bunch of wide receivers, signed a running back. So we're looking pretty good. The team I'm actually going to pick to be the worst team in the league this year, I'm going to pick the Cleveland Browns. And leading into a subject that me and Jim can talk about here for a quick second, uh, the Cleveland Browns recently made a blockbuster trade, for those of you who don't remember. Uh, a couple months ago, they traded for Texans, all, or I guess you could call them all-star quarterback in Deshaun Watson. There's a lot of controversy that's been surrounding Deshaun Watson recently um, with his massage parlor scandal that he was going on with in Houston. Uh, non-disclosure agreements, settlements, all this type of not good news that was coming out of him. Regardless of all of the bad press that he received, the te- or the Browns decided to take a chance on him and to say, get out of our lives, Baker Mayfield. And they traded for Deshaun Watson. So... That being said, fast forward a couple months, came out a few days ago that Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended for six games for violating the NFL's essentially like ethics policy. And they're pretty much like, dude, you're a scumbag. You're getting charged with a whole bunch <laughs> of stuff. We can't have that in our league and just have you not be punished. So he's on, he's going to face a six-game suspension now, leaving the Cleveland Browns. I genuinely don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be. I, we can go check out the depth chart. So, yeah, Jacoby Brissett is their backup quarterback. Uh, let's look at some of his stats this year. Or stats as an NFL quarterback. Uh, he's not the worst. Jacoby Brissett actually played for the Colts a couple years ago, so he, he'll be a decent cover for a little bit. But, like, he's not Deshaun Watson. Like, I mean, it says here he's embracing the next man up mentality. But what are you going to do? Say that you're not ready to take the starting quarterback job for six games? Like, yeah, obviously you're going to take it. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's a third-round 91st overall pick in the 2016 draft. Like, you're not going to hand him your franchise, and especially the guy that you just traded four overall picks for. Like, that's significant. And to have him suspended – for six games to start the season, they're not going to be looking good. So maybe they won't be the worst in the long run. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Browns here for their unfortunate turn of events in the past couple days. So that being said, after the NFL, uh, yeah, you know what? We'll go to baseball. I wasn't planning on talking about baseball because they're in full swing, but I haven't really been watching. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. So me and Jim can just go wild guess here. I did not know the Cleveland Indians changed their name. I knew that they were talking about it, but as of ESPN's official website, at 10 o'clock on Tuesday night, the Cleveland Indians are now the Cleveland Guardians, which is interesting. So, I mean, following the big trend. But this doesn't make sense to me. So the MLB is going to make the Cleveland Indians change their name. But the Atlanta Braves are still the Atlanta Braves. Okay. Regardless, <laughs> to not get sidetracked here, we're going to look at this league. Um, actually, I'm going to say that the Pirates are going to be the worst team. I always just hear people shitting on the Pirates. So I'm going to go with that they're going to be the worst team. 
Yeah, I'll go with the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, I have, I have no, idea who they no are, clue. I mean, Wisconsin baseball can't be that good. I mean, I know at one point they had, like, one good outfielder. I can't, I'm, his last name slipped in my mind right now. But, yeah, i going to be honest, I have no clue have what's you, going on. Have you seen the movie Moneyball? Yes. It's such a good movie with Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Yes, Moneyball's a great movie. And it's that, uh, what's that guy? Jonah Hill. Yeah. Who plays that little nerdy guy. He, it's not his usual role, but he plays it so well. It's crazy. I love that movie. And one thing that I saw was that The Wolf of Wall Street's free to watch on Amazon Prime right now. So I need to watch it one of these nights. I keep remembering that it's on there, and I'm like, dude, I have to watch that movie. But I know if I watch it before bed, like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. So I'm just going to be hyped up. I'm going to be like, all right, time to research stocks. <laughs> time to make some money. Time to do some, uh, what's, wow. Uh, Trading? Trading, but no, there's a there's a type of drug that he takes in the movie that just makes him. Oh, like, the, the, it starts with the Q. Yes. I, I got to look it. it up because this is going to drive me crazy. Quaaludes. Quaaludes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes some Quaaludes. And I love that name, Quaaludes. Disappear for hours of my life and never get it back. All right, so we're going to take one big swing at this uh, worst team in all of the United States professional franchises. We're going to go with hockey. I know jack squat about hockey or any of these teams, as I've said before. So, um... Looking at these teams, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know some of them existed. Carolina Hurricanes had no clue that was a team. Ottawa, I know that's in Canada, but didn't know that was a franchise. Um, I'm going to say, because I've never heard of them, that the Carolina Hurricanes are probably pretty bad. So I'm going to say that they're going to be the worst team. I'm going with the Dallas Stars. That's that's not bad either. It's funny that the Dallas Stars have like the same logo as the Cowboys, but they just changed the name. Like, <laughs> same city, same logo, just different franchise names. Pretty interesting. So, that was me and Jim's challenge for the episode to pick the worst teams. I thought it was not too bad. Yeah. I mean, most of my picks, I'm moving my mic now. Most of my picks, uh, were like me back in the NFL. You drafted your players. You're like, oh, I like that name. Or no, it's the March Madness. I would look at like Baylor. I like the name Baylor. Always picked Butler because it was funny when I was a kid. <laughs> I remember when we were in one of the priest class for religion, and he handed out March Madness and what was it, college baseball? He handed out two like brackets for us to fill out and to pick who would get the most accurate and what we thought would happen and you got like a candy bar but it was weird because who do you remember that priest I don't remember that it was in high school it was we had we had uh Father Scholl what was it Father Scholl uh sophomore Father Morin okay no that wasn't high school I'm gonna have to go back farther this had to be <laughs> middle school so what was it um was it it was in 7th grade then yes uh I can picture his face. I can't remember his name, though. This is going to drive me so crazy. Oh, gosh. Um, Somebody's listening to this being like, 
saying the exact name right now. Father, whatever. I don't. I don't know his name. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to find that later. Speaking of fathers, um, did you know that Coulter's going to the seminary? Yes. Yes, I'm so excited. That's awesome. Like, I was talking to somebody about it the other day. Out of anyone that, like, I would expect to go to the seminary, like, if someone told me Coulter when we were in high school, I could be like, yeah, I see that. Like, that does not surprise me at all. And I'm happy for him. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Has he officially, like, gone? Or is he just registering Uh, and planning? He leaves soon. Like, he'll start this semester. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm looking up the directory for... The priests. It's, he's not still there. No, I think. He I think is. he's in David City now. That's that's Diocese of Lincoln. Dude, this would be a perfect time for an ad. <laughs> Literally, if we had an ad in the show right now. Well, well, you're looking that up. I'll, I'll talk about one of these other stories that I saw today on Twitter. All uh, right. The world's tallest redwood tree, and tallest tree in general, um, used to, formerly, up until about last week, used to be able to go touch it and see it, uh, but because of, and I'm quoting, the devastating damage done to the area surrounding the base of the tree, uh, the tallest tree in the world has now been made off-limits to the public. That's too bad. There's supposed to be irreversible damage to this tree that... They hope, with the help of some fertilizers and synthetic compounds, that they can help it heal. But as of right now, they have no plan. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to that. And then bouncing off to that, we can talk about another funny thing that I saw on Twitter today. Uh, Beyonce is being attacked by the left for using ableist terms in her recent album. Uh, Attacking the lyrics, spazzing on that ass, spaz on that ass. Uh, these lyrics have raised controversy over the word spaz being used, including, oh no, included in the song is what it's being pointed out for. Uh, even though the term is commonly known for going crazy, in several countries they say, including the UK, uh, it's considered an ableist term. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I have no clue what ableist term means, so I'm going to take the time on this episode right now to just Google it. Yeah, I... Uh... I couldn't find him. What? I went to the directory. <laughs> um, but uh, spaz, dude. I always used to say spazzing out. Spazzing out, dude. Uh, ableism is discrimination and social prejudice against people with disabilities or what are perceived to be disabled. Ableism characterizes people as defined by their disabilities inferior to those being non-disabled. Hmm. We are fed up with the ableism of the women's movement. Yikes. That was the uh, sentence that it gave as an example <laughs> on the Oxford Language Dictionary. That's interesting. Um, yeah, that's. I just thought it was interesting that Beyonce was getting attacked. And not only did the left plan on, on attacking her, but Monica, Le, Monica Lewinsky came out of the woodwork to ask Beyonce to take her name out of one of her songs as well on this upcoming album. So Beyonce just can't, can't seem to get the Twitter hordes off of her, so... It's unfortunate to see. Have you? Did you see that uh, Taylor Swift has? Uh, she has outputted the most carbon emissions. No. Uh, more than I don't know if it's anyone, but at least it's the most celebrity. It's like 
it's like eight eight thousand tons of carbon emissions i'm not sure exactly or it might be eight million but i think it's eight thousand with like her her jet i don't know how they get that information but i saw on twitter so there's a ton of memes going around like i there was one where i saw taylor swift on the beach putting putting straws in a turtle's mouth (laughs) which is that's just a meme oh was it i thought you were saying it was a real video no no it was just a meme that's so crazy yeah it's it's funny so but back to that taylor swift thing was that an actual like real fact like she's put out the most i mean there was a whole list there was like um i don't know who's number two but there was a whole uh list of celebrities and uh yeah but i don't want to i don't want to say anything because it was a meme so it's probably fake uh but i bet it i bet it's out there it's gotten a lot of clicks on social media so i'm sure it definitely has uh some facts behind it. no i'm just kidding i was gonna say because that means nothing because did you hear about that rapper that quote-unquote died no and then his sister came out on twitter and like freaked out on people being like you lying ass n-word and all this stuff because people were like rip rip he's dead him and his dad died and his sister had to come out and be like dude he's not fucking dead He's still alive. He's in the hospital. He got shot. Like, you guys don't know shit. You're just listening to rumors. So like, is that is that six nine? No, not six nine. Is he actually dead? No, six nine's alive. I saw something where they said he was dead. No way, dude. I'll look it up. Speaking of people that died, you know Bill Russell died. I did not know that. Yeah, Bill Russell. Do you know who Bill Russell is? I've heard of him. If you eleven time, he won like eleven NBA championships in a row, oh, okay. and he was the first black like really good black basketball player in the NBA. Okay. And uh, he was the first black coach to win a championship in the in North America in any sport. Huh. He was an NBA coach and he won a championship. So he was a huge, huge guy in the NBA. He died. Uh, but I don't think 6ix9ine died. I'll look it up. Dang. I, I saw. It looked like a valid article. Oh, are you sure it was like The Onion? No. It might have been. Is Takashi six nine dead at twenty four? No, dude, this all looks like like propaganda stuff. Wow. So yeah, you definitely you got, can't believe anything. You definitely got duped. Yeah. But one thing I wanted to bring up was, did do you even like hear anything about Ukraine anymore? No. I don't see it in the news ever. The like, only thing I see is just in the in the bios or in the names. You got the yellow and blue flag yeah support ukraine and like the bottom of a selfie and i'm like dude yeah. what's going on it's just for like clicks now but like with what actually is happening like besides those little articles that you see about like oh we're sending them more money like i have no clue what's going on in ukraine like people just don't care anymore and i guess maybe it's because they don't want to like dwell on the terrible things that are happening over there and the fact that we're not actively making attempts to do something about it and i don't think we should like being very honest like i do not think we should take major steps but one could argue that giving millions of dollars worth of weapons and literal cash to buy weapons is in being involved in a war so like at what point do we consider paying for the bullets that are being shot at you as direct conflict so like i don't know i think i think it's all about clicks so you got Monkeypox with sixteen thousand cases is being, I mean, it's probably trending right now, and 
They're getting a lot of clicks from that. So whatever gets the most clicks, I guess. Uh, according to the New York Post, uh, one hour ago, a Russian Federation leader or speaker, excuse me, at a UN meeting said that the West could trigger a nuclear war. Huh. That wouldn't be fun. I heard on a news radio show that I was listening to that there's a theory that Russia is currently holding out till winter because they know that Germany will depend on them for their heating. Alright guys, sorry about that. We had some technical technical difficulties, but we're back now. Um, so as I was saying before, Germany really depends on Russia right now for their energy because right before Russia decided to invade Ukraine, um, Germany actually decided to start shutting down their nuclear plants for an unknown reason because as me and Jimmy were talking about off podcast, nuclear is the future. Yeah, uh, actually I think the reason was the ESG or the, the green compliance. Was that it? I think so because nuclear and coal are considered not green for the environment How is according nuclear? to according to like germany that is ridiculous because huh. nuclear will be the future of energy and will take over coal and will take over all of these alternative forms of power that are currently going on because none of them are as efficient or as powerful as nuclear yes solar is is not solar's not efficient. solar's not efficient wind isn't efficient and hy- hydro's efficient if we could get it to the places that we could gain the most power like if we could somehow use hydro or hydraulic dams or hydraulic in, uh hydraulic turbines on like ocean currents the ones that go like ridiculously fast all the time then maybe we could make an argument for that but until technology is up to that speed, like that's never gonna happen. So yeah. I do, I do recommend. Um, I plan on when I get older having like solar panels on my roof. Oh, for sure. Small scale solar panels are really, really good. That's a huge trend going up in on the West Coast. Is that a lot of solar companies are starting to take over where? Um, they'll come in and install solar panels on your house for free, like completely free. Installation's free, you, and then all you have to do is pay your electric bill the same every month. But generally it goes down like $50 is what they say. Um, but the trick is, is that the extra money that, because you're going to gain so much energy, especially on the West Coast where there's no rain and it's mostly sun all the time. You're going to accumulate so much energy that the solar company sells back to the coal company and in turn uses that energy from solar to power coal homes. Yeah. So the money that the – or the extra solar that you would be able to sell back to that company is actually going into the pockets of the solar company. That's where they give you the free installation so that they get the – cut from the middleman essentially yeah because yeah those those power companies they're legally required to buy back the energy or any energy you produce and put back into the system mm-hmm. so it's an interesting it's an interesting little business tactic that they're doing um so i don't know but 
I definitely think that nuclear is the future. I think the fact that in the United States we haven't changed the construction model for a nuclear plant, nuclear plants in over 20 years is disheartening. But I think eventually people are going to start coming around to nuclear. And as the science and the safety in, I guess, increase more like development, the safety developments that have come about um, in recent years since the catastrophes that people all want to point to. But at the end of the day, like, with the developments that we're making in science now, like, it's not even going to be a problem. Yeah, and, like, Chernobyl was under socialist Russia or communist Russia. and they weren't known for putting standards into their... The incentives were not to make a safe place. It was to produce as much power as possible. And then, what was the one in Japan that happened? Um, I don't know. There was one on the coast. One thing that I do um, that needs to be uh, maybe not fixed... Fukushima. Fukushima. The Fukushima nuclear disaster where the uh, tsunami hit it uh, and, like, shut it down. So there was, like, and then it started to, like, sink into the sea, like, while it was still running. Mm. So, like, there was a big, big disaster there that people are all worried about. But besides those two, like, you could point to so many more examples of working nuclear and the ever-increasing science that is pushing nuclear to be more not only efficient, but cleaner than, like, all of these other options. Yeah. I actually visited um, Cooper Nuclear down in Auburn, or Brownville. Oh, really? A long time ago. Two years ago, maybe? Three years ago? And it was really cool. I've never um, been down to Cooper. You know how, I mean, you probably do, but energy, all of our energy that's created that lights these houses is created by a big, effectively a wheel just turning. Like, nuclear... The power, the nuclear or the uranium heats up the water, and the steam turns a big fan that generates power through like a motor. I had no clue. That's I, how all energy is. I created. did not know that that's well, how nuclear works. Not all energy, but any coal, nuclear, windmills, they turn. That's yeah. It's wind turbine or <coughs> obviously wind turbines because yeah, you just said that, but water hydro. Yeah. Um, so that's it's pretty inefficient too we lose I think it's a majority of the power generated is lost actually so we're pretty inefficient with how we create electricity now don't quote me on that it might be but it's it's more than 25% of the electricity generated is lost here's my thing with energy and where we're heading with it we're getting like too dependent on energy in my opinion like we have so many faculties that are reliant on our a- ability to plug in or like use energy that if our power grids go down like we're going to go into anarchy because we have no infrastructure to back up our power grids currently that would sufficiently keep society in place yeah and that's why you don't see a hospital running on solar is because no. um like coal, they're the most, well, coal and nuclear are the second most reliable. Mm-hmm. The nuclear power plant I visited actually had a diesel generator as backup. So gasoline and diesel are the most reliable energy sources ever. And 
well at least that we know of um, because we have a nuclear power plant backed up by that so when people it's tough to see people um, dog the the gasoline and diesel because I mean that's what have that's what has made civilization got get so far I mean that's where we are today yeah we take such advantage of how much energy we have now without looking at what built it yeah. and the steps that we've taken since then so it's interesting to see where energy will go in the future and what's going to happen so I was looking at some, some questions online and on Twitter and Reddit and that type of thing and one kind of moral ethical question that I saw that was interesting that I was going to bring up on our next podcast um, was the question of if you could have a clone, would you? Why or why not? So I'm going to propose the question to you, Jim. If you could have a clone, would you? And why or why not? All right. Does this thing have a soul? Yeah, it's just it's a complete copy of you. That's tough, you know. That's a tough decision. I know the right answer, but I'm thinking of any way to justify the other answer. Yeah, no. I wouldn't, because that's, well, the clone could overpower me and make me work. That's true. But the argument could also be made that it's you, yes, but this is what some people in the comments were arguing, is that what's the difference between, like, you and your clone versus two twins? Like, obviously one is biologically born, but, like, if this so-called clone had a soul and it was you like wouldn't it just be technically like a, your twin yeah you're right i i mean yeah it would be your twin and but it wouldn't even though it is the exact same dna everything like that it wouldn't be you because um just like the butterfly effect like every action has reaction i'm probably going to go off on a tangent here but like if i move even the slightest that will create a butterfly effect and change the outcome of everything yeah so, the theory is that like a butterfly's wing flap can create a tsunami on the other side of the world yeah. if enough things happen so even if i do have a clone it wouldn't be me so yeah, i would not i would not create a clone myself this question leads into a trailer for a movie that i saw recently in theaters um i don't remember the name of the movie maybe i'll look it up here while i explain but it's about a man who's dying of a terminal illness and in this utopian society there is a service that you can go to and it's a new service where they clone you like complete clone like essentially like what we're talking about born with like a soul it's it's you down to the very cells and in this utopian society an option that you have is to swap yourself out with your clone so that your family never knows that you're sick never knows that anything bad happened to you and you will age like it won't you you will die but this clone will live the rest of your life from that point on and it's this guy struggling with the idea of do i for my own sake allow death to come naturally and for this to happen to myself or do I go to this facility and let myself die alone while this clone continues to live with my wife and my kids, but 
sustains their mental sanity, mental well-being by preventing the death of a significant other and father. I would not do that because that that's just it's not a I, for lack of a better word that's a lie. Like oh, it's for sure a lie. And the I think family that's, is now living a lie without sure. even knowing it. And it, it's hard because they do such a good job of like enforcing that like and him and his clone have multiple conversations to like because he's like essentially he's arguing what you're arguing is that like I don't think he's me and then he asks him like every question that you would have to ask yourself to only know and like it's it's him like he knows it's him and it's such a hard thing for him because you watch and I want to watch this movie because it looks interesting um but you watch him like struggle with this idea like do I change the course of my family's life or do I lie to them in order to sustain normalcy dang it's rough it's rough for sure yeah that is interesting I I, I don't know how um what's like the moral standpoint on cloning oh like ethically, it's yeah. definitely frowned upon. Oh yeah, that's you. what I thought. They um, they cloned a sheep, like I think it was in like China or uh, one of the Nordic countries. But like, do people freaked out? Well, so my argument here is, if science can do it, it should it be done? No. Why? Why not? Like, I know I'm. I, I agree with you ethically, but here playing devil's advocate, like. If science can do it, now, if so, I mean, I know science can if kill science, somebody. If science can do it, it doesn't mean that it should be done. Like, because this, there's certain things like crimes against nature and crimes against humanity that, like, scientifically, we can do a lobotomy on someone's brain. But ethically, we should not do it because we shouldn't tamper with someone else's, like, mental well-being for the sake of science just in that same sense like it's not biologically possible for a human being and a let's say gorilla to genetically create a baby in nature but in labs this has been done where uh, human chimera human ape babies have been created in petri dishes successfully and put into utero and then terminated within like two weeks but they were successfully brought into utero and it was a mix between these multiple things and it's like a huge ethical debate that's going on about these chimera like mixed species type creatures that were created in a lab wow i did not know about that oh yeah it's a huge like ethical controversy that people are talking about and another thing is is that clones like essentially like what we were talking about but you would be able to clone yourself and like raise yourself like you would be your parent like in the gemini man yeah like you would raise yourself and you would just clone yourself and you could do it over and over again until you like perfected like whatever your skill was or whatever but like there's this new thing that's currently going on in China that's really taking over 
everything leads back to China. Dude. <laughs> like all of these ethical moral decisions go back to China. But have you heard of CRISPR technology? I have not, no. CRISPR technology is this new, it's essentially like a little machine. It's a little machine that like edits genes. So you can go in to the genetic code of human beings and change it. So it's currently, currently in quotations, being used to take like take out uh, disease from genetic code. So like if you're genetically predisposed to diabetes, they can go in and take this out. Hmm. But what people are worried about is that this is going to get to the point where people are going to start getting to like customize their kids. Like you're gonna the be storks. like storks, <laughs> literally. But it's gonna be like the Sims. Like you're gonna get to customize what color your care, what color hair your kid has, what build he has, what temperament, what body type, um, like all. Because I was reading this, I was listening to this uh, science podcast today, and it was talking about that fifty percent of who we are is genetics, and they found this out in a study by looking at twins who were separated at birth and raised in two different environments and looked and then studied like multiple, like hundreds of sets of these around the country and around the world and found that like 50% of who we are is built into our genetics. Hmm. And like we, and this proposes the question of like how much free will do we actually have if 50% of who we are and the decisions we make are actually genetic. Let's hope it's forty nine fifty one. Yeah, so that we're we're a little more in control. But it's just interesting to uh, look at some of those things. And yeah, the Chimera situation in China is actually bonkers. Yeah, I I mean, well, we talked about last time on this podcast the uh, scientist who got thrown in prison for create for uh, unethically and against the rules in China creating intel intelligently enhanced twins that are in utero right now and being born to a woman like they're in the process of being born wow and they're genetically enhanced to be more intelligent than any human being that's ever been born yeah see that uh like if i always ask myself with new technology if this gets put in bad hands is it a good thing or a bad thing Neuralink. yeah i don't i don't i do not want any technology to be put in the hands of bad people, so we shouldn't we shouldn't clone people. Become Star Wars. What do you think about Neuralink? I mean, um, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, not conspiracy theorist, but a conspiracy theorist with like if there's a radio connection, it can be hacked. Um, at least I think, and so if. Neuralink is 100% like like a pacemaker. I'm okay with that. Something like a pacemaker, which doesn't connect to the internet, doesn't have the capability yeah, to connect to the internet. It's electronic, but it's more of like in the same way a watch is electronic. Yeah. Like it works on its own without. Yeah, exactly. That that's a good idea, but um, you can definitely see where it's going, and you can just straight communicate without talking. All great ideas, but. In theory, they're great ideas. In reality, that's super dystopian. Going to ruin the fabric of who we are as human beings. Yeah. We are not meant to read other people's thoughts. Like, that is not... We don't have the... I don't think we have the mental strength to 
legitimately handle yeah. what that would mean. I mean, we're barely over water with ourselves. Literally. If I Some of us could barely handle, like, just who we are on a daily basis. Can you imagine having to hear and handle, like, the dead honest truth from people? Because there'd be no lying. It'd be straight honesty. Because I would know what you're thinking. And, I mean, unless we got insanely good at, like, controlling our thoughts and, like, controlling, like, what we display. And I think in George Orwell's 1984, this is, like, one of his fictionally brought up ways that the government controls them is that they can, like, on the surface level read their thoughts. But a way of getting around it is if you think really hard about something. So if you think about, like, uh, sleeping in your beds, like, over and over and repeat that in your head. In the book, like, the government would then in turn see you sleeping in your bed instead of what you were, in fact, thinking about if you force yourself over and over. So it's just scary to think about, like you were saying earlier, is, like, if that type of stuff got in the wrong hands. Like, no way I want someone to be that in control of who I am by having control of the tiny chip in my head that does so many things for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's scary. And yeah, with just, if you can convey emotions, um, I mean, it's, it's in our human nature that we're all selfish. And so every emotion is like super powerful. So, and we are, um, generally like the center of our universe and so when you start to convey that to other people then i don't know that doesn't make i don't i don't like that i don't i agree i don't like the idea of being that connected to those around us because like you were saying like emotion and outside interaction is so important to who we are but also having that like retreat into a safe space is also so important to essentially like how human beings have survived forever like having that escape from reality in your own head has been so beneficial to so many people that not having like the security or the privacy of the mind like i don't even want to you aren't i don't even want to begin to tread on that like that's essentially that's why lsd was created because the cia was trying to find a way to create a truth serum that took away people's free will and allowed them to control it oh that's terrible um wow and that's that's one of the funny things talking about like mind control or stuff uh bitcoin that's the good thing about bitcoin is that you can have your bank account in your head but i mean if Neuralink catches on you got nothing <laughs> yeah your code your code's gone yeah bud. my 12 words is uh is the government's 12 words now yep Socialism's gonna take over and what's what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours, but yep. thank you and good night. <laughs> yeah, and that's I mean having I mean it probably won't be a battery, but having something that has energy in your head, energy can be manipulated to explosions and yeah. I mean that's an instant kill instant kill right there. I just, like in the Kingsman, when all their heads blow off. That movie, the first movie, was just so unexpected. There oh, are yeah. so many turns in that Kingsman movie. The final scene, out of nowhere. Like, 
so many things in that movie are like, what is happening? And I think that's what made it so good the first time you watch it, is that when you get into a movie, or really anything, and you can watch, like, from start, like, while it starts, you're like, oh, I know how this is going to go. Like, it's it's not as fun to watch, and you're like, alright, skip. Like, when you see the super cheesy uh, Instagram videos, where it's like, hey, go tell that bully to stop picking on you. I'm like, dude, skip. Like, I'm not in first step anymore. This is Witten, first grade, first through sixth grade. Oh, no, that's uh, a Se- second step. Whatever, dude. Second step. <laughs> no, it might be first step. I, I swear it was first step. You know, step. I did learn a lot from that, though, actually. The emotion, no, the, what is it? Um, empathy? I learned a lot about empathy. Dude, that empathy video with that kid in the shoes is still <laughs> stuck in my head. I don't remember the song, but I can see the kid with the giant shoes walking, talking about empathy, and I'm like, oh, God, get out of my head. I think about those classes sometimes, and I'm like, why? When people talk about, like, empathy or being kind, I'm like, flat, Vietnam flashback to fifth grade, or- sitting in Mrs. Box's room watching that. The John Baylor test prep. That I actually didn't mind because I found useful once I, I put it to the work. I love the the memes from it, like Hammer the Grammar. It was so funny. He had those, and the fact uh, that he created T-shirts for it, he just like kind of fully embraced the meme. Oh, he did, yeah, yeah. Local celebrity. Local celebrity, but I found out that those are used, like, all over the country. Like, really? it's, it's not just, like, up in Minnesota, where Jackson goes to school. Like, they use that in his high school. Oh, wow. He must be rich. He's got it, got some money, dude. If he's reaching Minnesota, that's, that's there's two states between that. That means he's already probably hit North Dakota and South Dakota and Iowa, probably. Oh, my gosh. That's We'd have wow. to ask Izzy if they use John Baylor test prep. Yeah. And I'd have to ask some of my friends in California because that's crazy. Like, he'd have, he'd have some money, dude. My man, John Baylor. So I got one more question for you before we wrap it up. This has something to do with a, uh, a paper I'm writing in one of my classes. Uh, I'm arguing in a persuasive essay that financial incentives are beneficial to the workforce. Uh, what are your thoughts, Jim? Um, as in, like, bonuses? So, achievable bonuses that are reachable. Like, so say that if you're the top employee of that month, you'll get, like, a financial incentive that's reachable. Or if you get a certain number of reviews from customers... Uh, like obtainable things such as that or like essentially how those financial incentives like the one that I talk about most in that is Walmart used to offer um, time and a half on weekends and then double time on holidays so like it incentivized people to come in and work and like when people had to give up the time that they would generally use to spend time with their family, like on Thanksgiving, when they would go, um, like eat with their family, they'd have to give up that time, but they'd be getting paid twice as much. So like it gave a little boost to those types of days. And even on the weekends, like 
one of the requirements now of working at Walmart is that if you're full-time, like, you have to work one weekend day. Like, it's not an option. Like, you have to. So, when it comes down to that, like, you're ask, you're saying that people have to work one weekend day, but you're not offering any incentive to, like, be like, hey, we know you have to work one weekend day, but here's time and a half so that at least while you're here, you're not, like, completely miserable because there's a little boost for you to be here yeah i think i think incentives are good um what i would do now it's kind of you can't go backwards but like change change is always good i think um temporary change for incentives but yeah like that that's really smart changing the the pay on a saturday and a sunday um and then on holidays because yeah like Staffing has got to be a huge issue. And I know for a fact that we get so much busier on the weekends. So, like, if we need people on those days, why don't you give them a reason to come in on those days? Mm-hmm. Like, if you do time and a half, I guarantee you'll have more people being like, you know what, I could use the money. I'll come in on that day. At uh, at Sam's Club, we have some incentive. It's called the Sam Share. Mm-hmm. So every... Yeah, we have that, too. Oh, you... Gosh, dang it. That's, that's a good incentive because... If people get hurt in the store, we we quote lose money, yeah. um, lose from our share. Which I mean, that incentivizes people to you know not run over people's feet on jacks or pallets or anything like that. So yeah, we also have one where if like you don't call in, like the number of stock that you buy from Walmart, they will match you a certain amount. So if you have zero call-ins, they'll match you like a hundred, like one to one. Dude, the amount of stock you buy, I would love, I would love that because. But I call in all the time. Like, oh, I never call in. Dude, I don't. Some day, well, I got sick, so okay, like there yeah. were days that I had to call in, and I had to use all my PTO. So like when I get sick, I can't not call in. Yeah, there's there's, um, there's a lot of people at Sam's. Not a lot because there's not a lot of people that work there, but. Uh, relatively a lot of people who who just like no call no show yeah all the time I don't understand no call no show like at least call in and be like hey I'm not gonna be there yeah do you guys have the six point thing we have five points really yeah we're less lenient I might come over and see what's going on at Sam's you should ask around and see if they're hiring uh they might be actually cause I will leave Walmart dude I'm so tired of working there we only. I'm only gonna work three days of the week, so I'm if working you want, four. You can take over my shifts for me. I don't know if I'll take over your shifts, but I'd be interested to see what they have to offer. So if you want to hit up Sam's for me, that'd be great. Yeah, I will. Actually, I got. I work tomorrow, so I'll. I'll talk to him. I also. What time do you work tomorrow? Twelve thirty to nine. That's not bad. That just. You told me earlier you got off at six thirty. Oh, it is ten to six thirty. I I usually don't work that shift, or it usually isn't a shift. Do you want to do another podcast tomorrow? That's a good idea. And double up. Yeah. Get some content out. Well, and you're in town. Yeah, I will be. One of I'll these be right ni- there. One of these nights, I'll have to. Uh, yeah, you will be right down the street. But one of these nights, I'll have to come over and check out the new place. And yeah. See see the guys because he was telling me one of them is his Air Force buddy yeah. and the others. Colby's buddy. Yeah. They're cool. Are they? Yeah. That's nice. That'll be um, good. I got the smallest room, which I'm so happy about. 
Uh, yeah, you're kind of a minimalist, though. Yeah. Like, you don't like... You'd rather, if you had, like, a cot on the floor, you'd be like, yes. Yeah, I actually am not. I'm actually not sleeping in a bed. I slept on the ground last night. I mean, I have a bed if I want to back at my place in Nebraska mm-hmm. City, but I'm going to try to not sleep in a bed. There's, like, a camping cot at Walmart if you wanted to get one of those. I slept in one a long time ago, and it was actually really comfortable. It's, like, a full-person one, and the one... This one that we have right now, it can, like, fold up multiple levels. So, like, it's kind of like a beach chair. Okay. But it's, like, you know, like, the ones that the chicks sit on on the side of the pool yeah. in Canyon? They can, like, go up like that. It's kind of like that, but, like, the feet can go up, and the, it's it's kind of dope. So, if you wanted to just wing it, and, and it folds up to, like this big yeah that's my main thing because i i mean you throw for, that in your car for, yeah i do have a lot of stuff just stuff ton yeah. of boxes which having a smaller room will help me thin down those but yeah we gotta get back to the pond we gotta go like have a fishing day there or like go have a fishing day and then camp out like because we gotta go shoot guns fish and camp out because we just gotta do some old stuff that we used to do back in the day I miss doing that stuff I gotta go see the stars back at the pond again I do I sometimes I look up and I just can't see the stars and it makes me sad I know all the pollution here in Lincoln I know all those factories (laughs) no factories but it's so crazy we're in August I know it's August 2nd already but the good thing about August is that football is just around the corner. Yep. Which, dude, I hate August because it's always the hottest month. This week is brutal. Have you seen the temperatures for this dude, week in Lincoln? I I mean, you can be outside for two minutes, and you already like are forming some sweat everywhere. I haven't seen a temperature. It doesn't though. drop below 95 until, oh. I think, Saturday. Or no, nope, until ne- next Tuesday. And then it gets down to, like, 92 for, like, 92, 93 the rest of that week. But the rest of this week, it's supposed to be, like, between 96 and 90... Or, no, like, 90... I think it was, like, 196 are, like, the average temperatures that it's going to be this week. With a humidity of about 50%, which adds about a 10% heat index. Oh, yeah. I was, I was 10 feeling degree it. heat index. So it was like 106 today. In reality, it was 96 degrees out. Yeah, I I was moving in yesterday, and it was... Uh, um, Brutally humid. It was brutal. And I moved some of my grandma's... I moved some couches into my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. I just sat in the car um, just for like a couple minutes without turning anything on. And I was just, just, just soaking. It's tough. And my car doesn't have AC. But that's Rare. on me. It's been like has that for always, about a year. Has it always been like that? No. I you used to have it. And one day it just tried, stopped working. Have you tried the uh, like the bottle of stuff that you put in your AC? I try every time. It doesn't work? Yeah, I have this bottle that I've been trying like once a month. <laughs> I don't really care too much. Um, I'm not really affected by the heat, which is weird. I like it. I like the heat too. When I was in Phoenix, I noticed that outside of the days that were just like brutal, like the first week we got there, we all hung out inside because it was like one ten outside. Nobody <laughs> wanted to hang out outside because it was just 
disgusting. Like, there was no reason to hang out outside. Like, not not go to the pool because the pool felt like a hot tub and the hot tub felt like a bowl of soup <laughs> that you sat in. And, like, everyone was just miserable. But after that week, once it got down to, like, 95, like, everyone was just hanging out outside because there's no humidity. The shade was nice. The pool water was nice. Like, everything got a lot better after that. But that, that first week of, like, 110, 115 heat, brutal. It's It's terrible. It was not good. So that's one good thing about not being in Phoenix this semester. But I'm not in the pl- desert. Playing... Planning a trip the first week of September. Going down there for a little fantasy football draft with the guys. So I'm excited. Hoping to get down there and tear some shit up for a little bit before coming back and hitting some Husker games with the boys. Yeah. I requested those days off, but they might work me. I have every that sa- will be a call-in. I have every Saturday off. I will call in for that. I, re- I request them off probably probably in May. I'm literally going to go to every Husker game because Saturday is one of my designated days off. So don't even talk to me about changing my schedule because I'm not coming in. I will yeah. be at every Husker game. I'm getting those student tickets for cheap. Yeah. And I'm buying – actually, no, I got I got a couple Nebraska polos this year. For the season, so I'm ready. I'm ready to rock and roll yeah, in this ready, season. Uh, what do you think about them? Are they going to do good? I think so. I think if we can figure out the quarterback situation. Uh, I saw a video of one of our buddies. Uh, graduated the same year as us. Mm-hmm. Went to a school in our conference. Uh, on the Husker Instagram. Was catching an out route and got fucking lit up, dude. <laughs> he got smoked. I felt so bad, but I had to laugh so hard because I watched it three times because I was like, I think, I think that's him. And I watched it again, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's him. I see the name. And, dude, completely obliterated by one of our starting corners. I felt so bad, but I was giggling. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, that's got to suck. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to do good. I think we're going to do a lot better than we have in the previous years. Um it's going to be interesting in the following years when all of these teams are getting added to the Big Ten. Big Ten's going to be yeah. a major name in, like, all of the big debates because we kind of get slept on a lot of the time. Even though we always put a team into the conference or the national championship playoffs, like, we get shit on. And SEC and the ACC get all the, all the credit. But now that the Pac-12 is literally going to – be non-existent anymore like it's literally gonna go away like the big 12 and the big 10 are probably gonna absorb most of those teams and it's gonna be crazy but i think this year with all of the improvements we've made on offense obviously o-line's questionable still but i think we'll be good i hope we'll be good i think our defense will be a lot better than it was last year which our defense was i think pretty good last year yeah i agree I think that'd be good. But, you know, you never know. Our wide receiver room is stacked right now. Like, ridiculously stacked. We have, like, 12 guys that can actually play. So That'll be good. It'll be interesting. So I think we'll throw the ball a lot more than we're used to successfully. 
because like in the past couple of years we haven't had like that guy. Like when Stanley Morgan was here, like Stanley Morgan was that guy. When Kenny Bell was here, Kenny Bell was that guy, and the list goes on and on. Or when, um, God, who, who was right before him? Westerkamp. Westerkamp. He was the guy when he was here. Brandon Riley was the guy for a year when he was here. Um, number fifteen for us. He's in the. I can't recall. He's in the NFL now. Oh. The punt returner. Um. Burkhead, Rex Burkhead. No, Rex Burkhead was a running back. And he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know then. Oh, God. He was super He's number 15. He, he's a part returner for us for a while, but he, he became the guy for like two years. Got drafted to the NFL. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what it's like having like high end wide receivers with quarterbacks that can get them the ball. Because Tommy. Tommy Armstrong was the last quarterback that we saw that could actually air it out to our guys. So it'll be really nice to see what it's like to have, you know, both hopefully a run game because of our new running back coach and some crazy wide receivers because Mickey Joseph is currently the GOAT of recruiting right now. Like, he's pulling in some crazy guys Hmm. to uh, compete in that locker room. So we'll see see what's going on there but I think it's about time that we wrap up this episode Jim yeah that last 10 minutes was just conversation I love that that was great so I think like we said we'll probably meet up tomorrow and do another one but for now that's that's tonight's episode so I hope all of you enjoyed as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode if you guys could leave a review on whatever platform you chose to listen to this on and give us feedback on um, what you liked about it uh, if you guys have any suggestions about what we should talk about in future episodes um, and we keep saying it but hopefully now that they'll be more frequent we can start doing some interviews with people get some alternative ideas on here so we can maybe do some debates something like that that'd be pretty fun but another big thing is let us know what you guys think about us doing some recorded episodes whether we just upload the audio onto YouTube on like a background picture that we get and makes it more accessible for you guys or if you want us to record an episode we could do that too so really just give us some feedback let us know what you guys like and don't like and we'll start putting out some more content for you yep yep thanks guys for listening yep so we'll see you guys later see ya